Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. And as I say, welcome to you now. We're, we're finding ourselves in the second week in April already. And as we all know, that means we are right in the middle of tax season. How many of you are still pulling things together or chasing information to complete your return? Uh, you know time's running out. We're, we're getting awfully close. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell. And please be back for another get-together here on Chicago's Legal Latte, where uh, I hope to conduct, uh, I think, another very interesting and informative interview uh, to provide you with a little bit of legal assistance. I feel good about the chance of providing that valuable information as my guest today is uh, a partner at Lavelle Law, Timothy Hughes. If you have listened in the past, you know that uh, Tim is very well versed in matters related to taxation, and today he's going to provide some guidance for any of you who, who may be worried right now about meeting your tax obligation for filing year uh, 2012 in the next week or so. So let's get to that conversation. Tim, thanks for taking the time. Nice to have you here today. Oh, always a pleasure, Jim. So as we get started on the topic here, let's let's address those people that are referred to in the introduction just a minute ago. If people are, in fact, running up against the deadline uh, next week and they're concerned about getting it done, first of all, just in general, um, there's always the opportunity to file for an extension. Is that correct? To file the tax return, there's an automatic six-month uh, application for an extension, and that is with respect to the tax return. But the mm-hmm. payment, if any, is due under the tax liability that's eventually filed on or before October 15th, if on extension or any time before then during that extension, or um, the payment with that tax return is due next week on April 15th. Okay. That's a very good distinction is that uh, you you can certainly take the time if you needed to get the return done, but if you think you're going to owe, then then that uh, that doesn't get delayed. Correct. Okay. So if if someone, I I think we've talked about this in the past, many people feel that pressure. They, They don't think they can pay. And frequently what they'll do is just not file the return. And that, that just makes the matter worse. Right. I, I tell people, at least on a monthly basis, that I think the uh, ostrich defense, as we call it, is the best way to uh, avoid a problem. And if they have a $10,000 tax bill on April 15th, by failing to file, they're going to have that jump up to 12500 in a matter of about five months. The IRS assesses different types of penalties, a failure to file and a failure to pay. Both max out at 25% of the tax, which on a $10,000 bill is 2500 The failure to file clicks along at 4.5% per month from April 16th until it maxes out at 25%. So in a five-month time, about it's going to be maxed out. Filing the return eliminates that possibility of that penalty being assessed. The failure to pay clips along at a half a percent per month. So 
you, it's counterintuitive to think, oh boy, if I don't file, if I don't have the money, and the best thing is to do is not file and wait till I have the money. No, file and avoid that penalty. And then, you know, we'll, as we'll discuss this afternoon, there are options for you on that uh, bill that's looming out there. Okay. Well, let, let's talk about the process. Uh, you know, as we've, we've said, we're, we're talking about people who probably cannot pay some or all of the amount they owe. So they go ahead and file. Um, what's the process then to file without making the payment? Uh, is there an additional form? Do they do they make a partial payment? What, what do you suggest and how do they go about it? Well, it's really up to uh, their cash flow or their discretion. Uh, the the 1040, whichever version, has to be filed on or before April 15th or shortly thereafter if under an, uh, an ex- automatic extension or even if there's not an extension, get it filed. Whether a payment accompanies that tax return or not, that's up to the taxpayer. There's uh, uh, different approaches depending upon the taxpayer's kind of cash flow. If they know they've got some limited resources and a steady income stream, they could seek to uh, establish an installment agreement with the filing of the tax return. If they're concerned that their cash flow isn't that steady, then I would say just fire in a payment with it as much as possible, but don't request a formal installment agreement because if you're not sure you can make the payments, the IRS will not pick up on the liability immediately, and you know maybe down the road a few months you'll know whether you can full pay it or enter into an installment agreement at a time later in the uh, year and uh, address the IRS at that time. And it's interesting you mentioned the the uh, ostrich strategy earlier. Um, let's take that a step further. Someone follows the advice here and they do what they should do, which is file the return without the payment or without a full payment. They can't go back to that same strategy now and hope that it's going to go away. Sooner or later, someone's going to come looking for the rest of that payment. Right, and it's not going to be immediate. Uh, we think the IRS, with their computers and everything, is uh, state-of-the-art, and if you file your return on April 15th, on April 16th, uh, you're going to get a phone call saying, hey, where's the uh, $10,000 check in our example? Uh, that's not the case. It's going to take some time for them to process that tax return, and then, depending upon the size of the liability, it's going to go through different um, uh channels and also there's a note kind of a collection system that the IRS goes through and individuals can approach the IRS during any time during that process. Okay, and you mentioned something just there in the answer I want to go back to a little bit. You you mentioned depending upon the size of the debt. Does is there a, a flag that goes up sooner or, or more of a concern if it's a larger amount than a smaller amount or is it just sort of in process and whenever it comes up it comes up? Uh, there's not a definitive answer on that. Uh, the larger the balance, the more likely it's going to catch eyebrows and get processed quicker than somebody else's. Uh, liability of 10000 or more could trigger an automatic filing of a federal tax lien. Uh, but again, it's not necessarily going to be done immediately. And under 10,000, there'll just be some collection notices, and during uh, any collection notice processing, the taxpayer can approach the IRS to resolve the liability. 
Okay. Well, we've got some more to cover here. And for folks just joining us, I'm talking with tax attorney Timothy Hughes of Lavelle Law Limited. We're, we're providing some information for taxpayers who feel that uh, they're going to be unable to meet this year's financial obligation on their taxes. And, and before we get back to that discussion, Tim, I also just want to mention briefly, you're, you're hosting a series of free seminars this month uh, to assist taxpayers with this topic. Um, that's going to take place at the Lavelle Law Office out in Palatine. I assume that you'll be covering this in, in detail and, and talking to individuals about specific cases if they stop by? Yes, on April 16th, April 30th, and on May 7th we'll provide a uh, free one-hour seminar so that uh, anybody that's concerned about it filing of a tax return with a balance due that they can't pay, we can talk to them about possible approaches on resolving that debt. Great. Great. Well, I'll provide a phone number for people to call about that before we wrap up here, but let's let's get back to some of the details now since we've got you uh, at the moment. Is I thought I had seen somewhere along the line recently, and, and uh, maybe it was in some of the preparation for that, for that seminar, that um, if you're in this situation for 2012 where you can't pay the taxes and, and you go ahead and file and, and work out whatever solution you can to follow up, is there uh, sort of a, a detriment there? Is there a problem if you already have taxes that you owe from previous years? Yes. Then your case is a little more complicated, and um, some of the options available to somebody that only has the current year um, has to address uh, IRS collections to capture pre-2012 liabilities. Uh, that form I mentioned about requesting an automatic in, or requesting an installment agreement, if there are prior debts, that won't uh, be included. Uh, another way uh, to address 2012 is if uh, you need time to pay, you can call the IRS and request a 120-day period to uh, full pay the liability. If there's prior liabilities, that option isn't available, and then you have to go into uh, channels to um, request a more formal installment agreement, and there's three tiers on that, uh, under 25000 25000 to fifty, and over 50000 And talk to me about that a little bit. You, you mentioned the installment plan, and I think I heard you say towards the beginning of the conversation that if you don't have good feeling about your cash flow at the moment, you can't pay, and, and you don't want to commit to a, to a payment schedule, what options do you have? I mean, can you simply say to the IRS, look, I'll, I'll pay, I just don't know when and how, or, or do they want something more concrete than that? Well, it's unique to the taxpayer, but, uh, you know, if somebody had a tax liability from employment in 2012 and January the company downsized and right now they have no employment, um that individual, again, still should file their return to avoid the failure-to-file penalty and, you know, either work with the IRS to have the account put into a non-collectible status or if they believe they're going to be re-entering the workforce or they've secured employment and uh, the paychecks just still haven't started resuming where they've caught up with their mortgage or rent or some other necessities, they can call the IRS and get a 120-day uh, deferral on that uh, payment due date. Or if they need more time than 120 days, then they've got to enter into a more formal uh, installment agreement. Okay. And now I'm going to I'm going to go off the path here a little bit. Maybe this gets too complex with what we've got time time left to discuss here, but. 
if I carry forward some amount of debt that I have not paid, and next year things are better, so I, I say, well, I'm going to make sure that you know I'm, I'm okay. And uh, so when I file my next return, I file it and I pay what I owe, or maybe I don't even owe anything at that point, but I still have a leftover amount due. Do I have to catch up, or do I just take care of the year I can take care of cleanly? What, what's the best strategy there? Uh, if you've got an installment agreement, you want to stay current going forward. That installment agreement that could be a three-year, six-year, or longer period, you just keep making payments on that because you've isolated the problem year or years, and that installment agreement's valid, and you just don't want to add to it. You don't want a, a subsequent year to uh, trigger a default. Okay. And then if people find themselves in the situation um, they're concerned about it perhaps from year to year. Um, is there a, a process by which they could be actually making payments ahead of time, estimated payments throughout the year to sort of build up um, the, the reserve and, and try and avoid being in this situation and, and build it into their cash flow plans? Yes. The IRS on their website has a Form 1040 ES for estimated payments. Um, they're due quarterly, April 15th, June 15th, September 15th, and then either December 15th or January 15th of the following year. And a person could make estimated payments so that uh, come April 15th, uh, there won't be that large of a deficiency on the uh, tax return. Okay. And just real quickly here, we've, we've been referring to the IRS throughout the conversation. Is, is the same situation apply for any obligations at the state level? The state is more difficult to deal with than the IRS, but uh, they still will work with you. They have um, not as formal guidelines as the IRS does, but yes, the state can be worked uh, or will work with you on an installment agreement. Excellent. Well, um, you know, we, we always uh, try and cover as much as we can when we have Tim with us, but uh, as usual, time has run out for us. And I mentioned earlier those free seminars, and, and Tim gave you some dates for those. You can find them on the Lavelle Law website. If you'd like to participate, and again, there's no charge, uh, they are set for evenings, uh, 7 o'clock, usually an hour session. You can call Heather at 847-705-7555. That's 847-705-7555 and see if you can get yourself a slot in one of those seminars hosted by Tim Hughes of Lavelle Law Limited. Thank uh, very much to, to Tim for being with us today, and of course, as always, thank you for listening as well. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com.